Ah, mmm. The first taste of rare bourbon you finally got your hands on. That's nice. At Caskers.com, we make this experience easy. Caskers is a one-stop spirit curator with an impressive selection of exclusive sought-after rare and household names in the realm of premium spirits and champagne. Discover the top flavors of the year now by going to Caskers.com and using code WELCOME10 for $10 off your first purchase. Get $10 off your first purchase with code WELCOME10 at Caskers.com. Feed me more. May you rest in peace. Awesome! Yes! 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 Hulkamania is running wild! Mm-hmm. I said give me a hell yeah! Shooting Blanks Wrestling Report! Welcome to the Shooting Blanks Wrestling Report. I am the big guy Ryback, and I'm joined with Raj Geary of Wrestling Inc. Raj, what's going on? Uh, it's WrestleMania season, so it's a, it's a busy time of year. How are you doing? I'm doing well. It doesn't seem like that long ago it was WrestleMania season last year. The, the years <laughs> are going by faster and faster. Right, I know. I'm kidding. I've been out I'm almost four years. <laughs> <laughs> this doesn't even Dang. seem like it. Honestly, it seems like the other day, so. Yeah, that's crazy. Yeah, it doesn't, it definitely doesn't feel like that. In May, in, it'll be May, it'll be four years, so we're not quite there yet, but it, it's a, it's, it's fast approaching, so. Yeah, wow. Uh, well, someone who looks like they might be missing WrestleMania season is Samoa Joe. Um, Joe was apparently filming a commercial for WWE that had a table bump, and during the table bump, he uh, got suffered a concussion, and uh, it's believed that it it might be bad enough that it could keep him out for WrestleMania 36. Um, Joe has been with the company with NXT and WWE since 2015, so five years. He's just been plagued with injuries since he's only had one WrestleMania so far. So, um, yeah, he, he came back. He was injured uh, in the fall with a finger injury, came back, was a baby face, got injured a few weeks ago, suffered a concussion. Uh, it was a slight concussion, came back, and now uh, another concussion. So injuries plaguing Samoa Joe. Yeah, and it, it's really unfortunate. I like Joe a lot, and it's that's just – He's had a long wrestling career. We've talked about it before. Before he got to WWE, he put a lot of miles on his body, um, working in working a very, very hard style. Uh, and he's a large guy as well. With that, with, with that's one thing in pro wrestling too. The heavier you are, the more strain it does put on your body. Especially if you don't, if you try to. And he, he's a, he's a, he's a very good worker. But he works. He does a lot of things. He puts a lot of stress on his body. And obviously, though, when it comes to concussions, that's kind of a it's once that process starts happening, it it could be really frustrating. And it's nothing. You know, we saw it with Daniel Bryan and he had him just it was something he had to get figured sorted out. And he I think he had to switch things up. And, you know, Joe, it's been like little thing after it's little things. But that schedule, it's not just the little things. It, It was all the years before. And then you get there and it's. I don't know, man. It's just one of those things. It's definitely I feel for him because WrestleMania is something you want to, you want to be a part of every year, and especially too if he's he's probably going to be there and be and he's probably going to feel fine. Right. If they do keep him out for that, and you just look at it from, and I just knowing how Vince operates and uh, Hunter and the other people, you, they look at it from uh, an investment standpoint. That where it, it's harder to then put you in bigger storylines 
if they think that there's, you know what I mean, that you're kind right. of getting injured often. And it, so then it's like, well, what do you do? They, then you're kind of not figured in for a while on things. It, it's possible. And then you got to show that you can stay healthy again. And then they, do they take a chance on you again? And then if you do, if you get hurt again, which is kind of, I don't, I don't know where he's at on that scale with them. It's definitely, I think they flirted with the commentary. And so it's something I'm sure they're aware of as far as just how much can you invest in something if it, if they don't know. Right. And it's, yeah. not, it's not his fault. It's just, he's had, I tell you, it, you can't explain those things. It's just the way that the, the it's, it's a tough job and it doesn't mean he's not tough or anything like that. It's just now there's protocols and things in place where before guys would just keep working. Now you you can't do that and you got to stay within the system. And so, yeah, you're kind of seeing that with Sasha Banks right now. Uh, I'd mentioned, you know, Joe on and off almost five years with WWE. Yeah. How much of a, and he's only uh, been able to do one WrestleMania, how big, uh, especially like, let's say he, he's, he'd probably be somewhere probably on the mid card. Yeah. Um, how big of a deal is that WrestleMania check um, for, for, you know, someone in Joe's position? Well, you want to be, you want to be on the main show on that and especially now and i don't know what the, the payouts are now but obviously guys are making higher downsides than they have been at any period here in recent history uh, it, it definitely plays a part that, that wrestlemania payday is the best payday of the year but again in to my time there we kind of we got fucked over quite a bit my first one with mark was was decent it, it was it was my best singles payout i'd ever gotten which was still way under what it probably should have been from what other guys in that position years past had probably made. And then I did like the, I, they put me in again, that was my story of doing the pre-shows for the other four, whatever it was that I did. And they knew that drove me crazy. And it was those payouts sucked. And that's just, that's being honest. It was my, one of my lowest payouts of the year was, um, WrestleMania in New Orleans, where we did the tag match with, uh, Swagger and Cesaro Usos, the, uh, Primo and Epico and me and Axel, Right, that four-way tag or whatever, and uh, that was no joke. I think one of my lowest payouts of the entire year, pay-per-view was no rhyme or reason, which it should have been technically should have been my highest pay-per-view probably of the year, still being WrestleMania, and it was so you never know what they're gonna do or what you're what's going on with each guy, but you want it typically if you're on WrestleMania, you're getting you're looking forward to a pretty decent payday. So it, I mean, it's. Every talent should you want to be a part of that, right? No doubt. So is it so even if you're in the Andre Battle Royal, uh, your payout will it'll be decent, but it might not necessarily be your highest pay per view payout of the year if yeah. you're featured on the main card. Yeah, something like that. You're not getting that. I mean, it's not really those those Battle Royal participants, and at least when and from the years prior. It was just a way to get everybody to go out there on the show in front of that many people. And they, the, that pays not, you're getting a check, but it's just like you'd get a check for, it's nothing special for those guys typically, unless you're, you know, and again, if you're big show and have a high downside and they put you in it that year, like big show was big show probably made a, a, a fair amount because of his high downside. It, they, they have to match that downside one way or the other. So that's where, you, you know, having the high downsides pay in. But most of those guys are on fucking such low downsides, which is why they get put in that position to begin with, because they don't they don't have any obligation to use them. So, yeah. How, how big of a difference would you say your payout between your match with Mark Henry and that 
multi-person tag match at WrestleMania. How 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 big of a difference was it? Are we talking five oh, figures? Oh, uh, so no, no, yeah, no. So I didn't. I believe that was that WrestleMania check, and I got it still. I got all my checks up there. I would say that was that match was either for sixty something thousand or seventy something thousand because there, there might have been other things figured in for that payout week of that but the check the total check that with wrestlemania figured in was like 70 something thousand which is not there's guys that make way more than that on that and for that profile for being literally working on top for that year that that was a low low amount grateful for it nonetheless uh and then i want to say that that wrestlemania in new orleans was something like 1500 bucks or something ridiculous oh geez yeah so that's just so that was the year, though, of the punishment year that I took, where there was that was the lowest amount I'd ever made working there. And I'd worked more that year, was involved on everything, worked main events with Axel on certain things on live events. And it was, um, but on TV, we were, it was, it was a very odd period. Yeah. So you mentioned that, it's a huge difference. That is, yeah. That's wild. I didn't realize it quite that much. Um, you, you mentioned punishment. Uh, Vicky Guerrero, uh, she was talking on her podcast this week. She, uh, appeared uh, at an AEW dark taping in Garland, Texas, back in December, and she noticed that WWE officials now refuse to talk to her, and they're no longer replying to her emails. Uh, she said, basically, she's being punished for appearing at AEW, even though it wasn't on the main show; it was on dark. Yeah. Ah, mmm, the first taste of rare bourbon you finally got your hands on. That's nice. At Caskers.com, we make this experience easy. Caskers is a one-stop spirit curator with an impressive selection of exclusive sought-after rare and household names in the realm of premium spirits and champagne. Discover the top flavors of the year now by going to caskers.com and using code WELCOME10 for $10 off your first purchase. Get $10 off your first purchase with code WELCOME10 at caskers.com. Yeah, not surprising. It's I know in with guys, I can't have a guy, I, there's no WWE guys and I'm friends with some of them. That that it's getting them on. I got and actually Connor from the Ascension. He's going to come on here after leaving there after being released and everything. He's going to come on the show. But the majority I remember, like even guys I'm I'm friends with, I just know they they have to go through the office to get approval to do because that's one of the things I remember when I was there. They added that in. They said, which is crazy for independent contractors. They're not allowed to make decisions on their own, right? WWE literally said you're not allowed to do any interviews unless it's approved through us. So that's really odd to do that to independent contractors, but that's what they do where the talent. So if I wanted Dolph to come on the show, if Dolph came on and did my podcast and we didn't even talk about wrestling, we just talked about comedy for an hour, there would be repercussions on his end. They'd probably find him uh, to some degree or he, the guys would get punished that that's what they, cause they, everything has to go through that talent relations now on, on any interview and cause they want such control over the guys. So in, with Vicky, my thing is she's not working for WWE. Why would you? Why? It it, it just makes it, it's pro wrestling and people. It's all intertwined. Everyone knows everybody, anyways. Right. It, it just really, you know, I I don't I don't I, I'm not happy about that. I don't like hearing that. And it, you know, it makes it tougher. I would love to be able to talk to guys that I wrestled with and could share stories with and, and whatnot. But it's just the way that it is. That's yeah. what they do. That it's just how people. It, it shouldn't come as a surprise to anybody. Yeah, uh, Diamond Dallas Page. When I spoke to him uh, a while ago, he was saying that that big raw reunion they had last August, I believe it was. Like he wasn't invited to that, and he's pretty sure it's because of the AEW ties. No so. doubt, no doubt. That's just yeah. what they. This is this is serious. I'm sure to them. 
they've already had to spend a lot more money with AEW coming around on talent that they've, which just shows how, they, how much they were getting away with before. So, it's, right, they should be concerned. AEW's it's they, they should be very very. It, it, it's like it, it, to me, it's as if the tide. And this isn't going to happen right away, but it's going to take time. But, but AEW has everything to overtake WWE over time. Over time. Speaking, yeah. And speaking of which, AEW beating NXT again this week. Uh, it's kind of becoming redundant. Uh, it, uh, it This week it did. Sorry, I got the, the wrong week here in front of me. But it was around. It was close to 900,000 viewers uh, while NXT was. I'm sorry. One second. Uh, but real quick, your thoughts on AEW this past week. Wardlow made this debut yeah. um, in a steel cage. His first singles match. Uh, I thought he looked really good. Uh, first singles match on national TV against Cody. And in, in my opinion, that was my favorite match on the show. Absolutely. That was my first time seeing him. And uh, and I didn't, I've never, never heard of him before seeing him on AEW. And I know they did the little vignette with him and then brought him in. And he's been in the suit the whole time and haven't seen, didn't know what he was or what he was about. I thought he performed very well in a high-profile match for his first time being on TV. I think you got to give him time and let him get comfortable. Um, I sometimes, and this is, I can critique things and look because I know, and I, I think I, um, being a big guy and understanding, I feel like he's playing the part of a big guy in what he thinks right. he needs to be playing in his head. That will take time, but that is... And again, this is he's very new to all this. I think when he can let go, like it was I remember even when I came on, I was able to zone out and kind of it, it's I was still just myself intensified with that and just with more intensity. I think when I, and I when I watch him, I see a lot of great things, but I feel like I feel like I'm watching a guy try to be Brock Lesnar or, or Bill Goldberg and what he thinks a that guy, but he will come into his own over time. And, that, right. and that's not knocking him at all. Like, I was very impressed with him. And especially in being in there with Cody, I thought he did a very, very good job. And I think over time, when he is able to – I am much more comfortable now being myself. And because I know that I could have that intensity whenever I need, I think it's going to take him some time to where he can start opening up and being himself. He doesn't have to just be try, doing the, the, the flex thing after everything. That's cool. I like it. I – do it. But there's a way to do it naturally and like right. not force it. And I, this is me critiquing because I know this role very well, but I was very impressed with him. And it's right. tough coming in. I wish, and I get it, He's because he's essentially not known coming in and working with Cody. I'm not a fan of guys losing their first televised matches, and it happened with Jeff Cobb with them also. But Jeff's not signed. It's a little bit of a different deal. I think if he was signed, I don't think he's doing this. I think this is... Whatever he's doing, he's okay with clearly, and it, it, I think there's down the road they could do something with him because he, he's awesome. But someone like Wardlow, and you don't know a lot about him, so he's working in there with Cody. Cody is a main event guy for AEW, so by default he's elevated into main event guy. Problem is, and I talk about this a lot when you play that bigger role or the the supposed to be the monster type character, it's a really tough thing. You can't you can't lose a lot. And yeah. it's it's just tough because you're coming in and you're supposed to be the the enforcer, the muscle, the guy that, and again, you could still be that. Um, but I also th sometimes think that you need to get some wins and established over time before you start getting some losses. Uh, it, it, I know what they're doing, though, and they're limited on things and where they're going. So 
I'm not complaining about it at all. I just, and he's going to develop over time. And, and yeah. he's so new to this. So fantastic job though. And I, I, I thoroughly, I watched that match and I enjoyed it. I loved Cody fucking crazy with his moonsault off the top. And, uh, <laughs> but it was a great finish. And again, yeah. that's, if you're going to beat someone that's, that was, a uh, he kicked out of Cody's finish. I, I honestly, it would have been nice to, and this is me critiquing watching and it, it's, if you're going to make him, you know, maybe he kicks out of multiple finishes and I'm not a fan of that necessarily, Right. but where it was, that was maybe a little more desperation that what do I do to beat him? That story was told a little more. That's me nitpicking. They right. have TV, they have time. There's only so much they can do. So yeah. it was, I loved it. All of it. Yeah. I mean, as a viewer watching, there is that genie in the bottle where once it's out, once you see the monster get beat, it, it's, it takes that specialness away. Once you see Andre pinned or Brock pinned, it, it, it's it, weird. It just, yeah. I can't, and I used to explain it, like, it, there's just something about it, because there's something you see, like, physically, when you see somebody that is physically maybe more, uh, they're, they're just visually more intimidating than the other right. people, it, it's a weird, weird thing. In right. pro, and it's pro wrestling. I don't know why it is, and it's. But you right. could lose. You have to lose. Everyone but, loses. It's just a matter. It, it's. It's just I don't know. I mean, that's even in TV and movies, right? In Drago, you're not having him lose or get knocked down before he faces Rocky, or you know, Drago's son before he faces Creed. You're not, they're always undefeated. And yeah, can't be stopped. And you know, that's the specialness with the the big giant monster. But, that role is a really where it really it, it's it's a great thing. But it's almost it has it, you got to protect it for as long as you can when you do decide to have that role played. I feel like right. because the payoff is much bigger when you allow it to be, and then you can evolve the character after that. After that time has been set up, and even then you got to still be careful of how much. But you add Wardlow, man. I'm telling you, he's gonna he'll he'll figure this out over time, and he's around the right people there. My best advice I could say is just be yourself. Like yeah. don't worry about like the. It's uh, you, you can't play the role of a big guy. You have to be a big guy, and that comes with confidence. And yeah. I'm telling you, it comes out on, a, a, and that's me nitpicking. And he he did a fantastic job, though. I think he comes out with his own identity, and just and he and he will over time. Right now, he's playing a role where he's limited on what he's speaking and character and personality. He's he's playing a part. So yeah. Um, actually, real quick, I want to get your opinion on this. Uh, I, I got some crap for this on Twitter, but the Dominic uh, Jajakovic Keith Lee match, two big guys. Okay. They did amazing moves and stuff, but my criticism is that they don't feel their size because they're doing all that. It, it you know, as a big guy, as someone muscular, no, you know, and big. There's not many guys like that in wrestling. So once you're doing what everyone else does, it kind of takes away what what's in, unique about you is what I was arguing. Yeah. Um, what would you think? There's a that's called knowing how to get over, and yeah. that's uh, the guys, and that's called being green. And people can sit there. You can learn. So this is my thing with wrestling and these guys. You could take any dummy off the street and teach them every wrestling move in the book, and say, go in the ring and just trade moves for 20 minutes back and forth. I'm telling you. That is not pro wrestling. You talk to all the legends. You talk to all the greats. That is not pro wrestling. There is a psychology in knowing how to work. If you can go in out there and get a reaction without doing all the moves. And you do certain moves at certain times. And you make those moves more valuable. Rather than you make a, you make a move, a million dollar move, rather than whoring out a bunch of dollar moves all match. Ah, mm, the first taste of rare bourbon you finally got your hands on. That's nice. At caskers.com, we make this experience easy. 
Caskers is a one-stop spirit curator with an impressive selection of exclusive sought-after rare and household names in the realm of premium spirits and champagne. Discover the top flavors of the year now by going to caskers.com and using code WELCOME10 for $10 off your first purchase. Get $10 off your first purchase with code WELCOME10 at caskers.com. And that's what's yeah. happened with today's wrestlers as a whole is they don't understand that part and they understand that you can get a reaction that's 10 times as loud when you do that one move at the right time and learn how to fill in the blanks and tell a story and do rather than move, 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 move. Let's show all these internet fans that we talk to how cool we are and that we can do all the moves that all the small guys can do because we're quote unquote workers. Right. It's like, no, it's not. There's a, there's a reason that cool. If you want to do that, that's fine. There's just a way to do it and you can get, those guys will never be perceived as, as as somebody larger than life in pro wrestling, though, based solely off of doing that. And that's yeah. not just my opinion. That's a lot of people's opinion. Yeah. No, I um, I agree. That's not to take away and anything I, the guys can do. It's not to take – but uh, learning wrestling moves is the easiest part of pro wrestling, which is why you're seeing all these talents do that because they can't figure out the actual psychology of the rest. And that is me being in the system and seeing that firsthand yeah. and talking to guys. That is exactly what is going on. They, right. they, they don't understand psychology. Yeah. But, Steve Austin and Jerry Lawler were saying the same exact thing on, on his podcast. And so. I talked to these guys off the air and I talk, it's not, this isn't just a, I'll say it and I, who it doesn't, who gives a fuck what these, some of these people think it, it, that's the truth of the situation. And I've lived it and seen it from my generation of guys in developmental, the guys that would go and just do moves all match were the guys that didn't understand wrestling psychology. And they yeah. and it used to get shit on and they would get pushed out of the business because they didn't have the fucking patience to learn and go in there and actually tell a story. It, it, it's You can literally take the dumbest person in the world and just go in and teach them moves and say, guys, go kill yourselves for 30 minutes with no rhyme or reason. Yeah, and keep kicking out it too. I, I took a couple yeah. buddies to WrestleMania who aren't wrestling fans uh, to take over last year during WrestleMania weekend, and they thought it was comical how much they were kicking out it too. They yeah. would just go, "What you?" And they just start cracking up because, from a psychology standpoint, their offense fucking sucks. Yeah, that means that move doesn't hurt that bad. No, <laughs> you and know, you know what you... they're doing is you're killing yourself for when you don't have. To... How you know, I love. There's nothing more satisfying to me is you could watch that and then go out there and I could just do my fucking entrance and get 10 times that reaction than right. anything they do. I swear to God, it's the truth. And it's because it's energy and it's learning how to fucking play with that energy with the crowd. And you look at all the biggest names in pro wrestling. When was that ever? Even guys like Sean that, that did things. Sean had psychology and didn't have to do that beginning to end. Right. And all those guys, if, if you would have said to Stone Cold and The Rock, the style then, guys, fuck storytelling, fuck emotion, Fuck intensity. Just go out and kick out on two as much as you can for 20 minutes bell to bell and just do as many moves. Those guys could have done that. Right. There's no, you're going to tell me they couldn't do that. No doubt they could have done that. It, it, but that's not pro wrestling. It's not. And the guys, I'm telling you why it's going on because I've seen it firsthand. They don't understand psychology and they don't know how to tell a story. So they, they replace it with straight up moves. Yeah. I mean, you had Hogan who had fans convinced that a leg drop was, the, you know, would kill you. Yeah. And now you got people dropping people on their necks, on the ring apron, you know, and they kick out it too. Nobody's um, going to be there for those guys when their bodies are crippled later on, by the way. I'm telling you, nobody – and it will – it's their own – learning how to work is an art of where in preserving yourself and it's, you know, it is what it is. And that doesn't take away from the athletic ability or anything of that nature, but there's a reason why it's being done and it's uh, – because of the lack of psychology. Right. 
Um, so I mentioned earlier Dynamite beating NXT. Uh, Dynamite did 893 viewers on TNT. Uh, NXT was also uh, – so Dynamite was up uh, from last week. They did 817 last week, so uh, they were up 9%. NXT was up a little bit. They were up 5% as well. They did 794,000 viewers. Uh, they were coming off a takeover. And uh, so it was their, their uh, you know, uh, post-pay-per-view show. Uh, so you were you would expect a bump. Um, but yeah, both both shows up. So that's a good thing. They're up against the Democratic debate, which uh, did close to 20 million viewers. Uh, yeah. So uh, yeah, it was a good rating for both. AEW did a 0.31 in the 18 to 49 demo, uh, topping the 0.25 that NXT did in the demo by 24%. So another decisive win for AEW, but both shows were up. And I did a, the AEW ran. Did they run that big building in Atlanta that WWE runs, where I had Hell in the Cell? It looked like it. Uh, yeah, yeah, it was the State Farm Arena. I, I think the name has changed from when I was there, but I because I saw the, in the talk about DDP and Austin Aries. Cause I saw a photo of them with yeah. that fence, and I recognized that that was the big arena. I thought that the man, I liked AEW being in that big arena. I thought it had a really good feel to it. Yeah. Um, and they they that place looked packed to me. I don't know what the. They did a good job, uh, you know, lighting it and uh, making it because they did about they didn't open up a lot of the sections. So okay. they did. I think it was about five thousand is what they ended up doing. And, and WWE does for a big pay-per-view or raw, they'll do like ten to twelve thousand. Yeah, so. but it looked I, I couldn't tell a difference from right. that. What I saw, I go, wow, that place because they did a shot. It looked like it went all the way back. And I go, that looked fantastic. But big fan of the, the good, great job to AEW on the presentation because it gave it a really big time feel. With that, uh, I saw Cody even mention in an interview too that you know if, if AEW he feels would fare very well on Monday night, and yeah. like eventually no, but that's the attitude you need to have because right now they're on a Wednesday, which isn't a wrestling night. It's been a new wrestling night that was created. They're winning a, over a WWE product. I I think it would be this is just me, uh, and we talked about the different levels at level one NXT, level two SmackDown, and the final boss is Raw. Where if AEW was the aggressor, and in a year they moved it to fucking SmackDown night, they took <laughs> AEW, you know what I mean? And they right. start beating SmackDown for a year, and we are watching the AEW just keep getting more and more powerful <laughs> and more over, and then they move it to Monday nights, and it's a full-blown, the full-blown takeover. That would be, to me, bringing it to WWE over time and just keep beating them, that would be awesome. So I think that would make things a lot more interesting. Tony Khan has said he wouldn't do Monday nights. He wouldn't go against the NFL uh, is the only reason he uh, says he'd never put it against the NFL. But I don't know. <laughs> uh, people change all the, all the time. Right. <laughs> they, they get that sweet TV deal with TNT wanting to go back. TNT wants revenge. <laughs> right. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, uh, Raw this uh, week did – one, their best rating of the year so far, 2.437 million viewers on President's Day. Uh, so it was up last week from 4%, up uh, 4% from last week. Uh, the one thing, though, was that it had a gigantic drop from the first hour to the third. It dropped 22%, one of the biggest drops it's had, the seventh biggest, actually. It did 2.671 million viewers in the first hour, and that's coming off of the Randy Orton, Matt Hardy angle, and that gained, you know, at the end of that, gained a ton of viewers that stayed for a little bit, and then it dropped to 2.1 million viewers, essentially, in the third hour, so 22% drop, fans liked what they saw in the first hour, they did the the main event that they did on Raw, they've done every week so far this year, like a very that main event. They've the Team Owens versus yeah. Team Rollins has been done no, every you're right. Yeah. 
Ah, mmm. The first taste of rare bourbon you finally got your hands on. That's nice. At Caskers.com, we make this experience easy. Caskers is a one-stop spirit curator with an impressive selection of exclusive sought-after rare and household names in the realm of premium spirits and champagne. Discover the top flavors of the year now by going to Caskers.com and using code WELCOME10 for $10 off your first purchase. Get $10 off your first purchase with code WELCOME10 at Caskers.com. The, uh, I don't know, man. I don't know what they can do. I don't know if they're just going with it too and where they just like, look, we're going to get a drop the third hour. Why are we going to? Why, what are we going to try to do? Let's just go with it. I would like to see them maybe put some, try to have the good close of the show, leave you hanging. You can't, obviously it's tough to do that every week with that, but, um, I, I do like, I, I loved the, I loved the Matt Hardy, Randy Orton stuff. I love Randy or um, uh, Matt Hardy just being the Kenny from South park on his way out. <laughs> like that's what I feel like. And I saw something for you. I was like, Actually, now I am a fan of bringing Matt Hardy. I want him to come back one more week. He's getting the angle over with Randy. It makes Matt look like a, he keeps getting Edge has been off TV with it. Matt keeps showing back up after getting 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 fucked up, uh, and it's not hurting. Not doing regular matches, and he's so he's already banged up, and it, it's on the way out. So he's not you know, and it's with Randy, who is a top top guy. I I would be a fan of one more week with Matt Hardy and let let Orton get some real real heat out of this. They could have him go to his house. <laughs> Everything. Just, I'm talking, yeah. It would or be go to the to hospital. Be, <laughs> like, I would, just because it's, it's it's working. Yeah. I, I really think it's working. And Matt, do, Matt is doing a, a phenomenal job with this. And it's getting, I love it because for me, it's not just a senseless jobbing a guy out where there's no yeah. payoff. It is helping an angle get over on your way out. And he's not actually... He's he's much more figured in that I'd rather see that than Matt Hardy being on TV with no entrance, putting a guy over in two minutes. That means nothing. Right. Who they're not going to do anything with. It is fueling an angle, and I and there, I love it. I think that's yeah. actually they have something with that. It would be that one more week with Matt Hardy. I would be a fan of. <laughs> yeah, I agree. Um, also, SmackDown last Valentine's Day that did uh, two point. Four six million viewers. So SmackDown, I mean, they are very steady. They're in that 2.4 to 2.6 million range. Um, it's down a lot from what Fox was doing last year. Miss um, Fox would do like 4.5 million, and about the same in the demo, uh, maybe a little higher. But uh, the SmackDown is year round, whereas you know Fox, you know, it was strong in the fall. So um, you know, uh, it, it hasn't grown, but it, it's very steady and on a Friday night. It is steady, and it is again on a Friday, and um, WWE WWE's numbers are, are down as a whole on on the ratings. But as long as again, you know, they have those TV deals. As long as the networks are, are satisfied, and I, I couldn't tell you if they are or not. I can't tell you if they they wanted higher numbers or if they're they're content with that. They may very well be very happy with that number and just want WWE to stay consistent with that. So, yes, yeah. as long as they're not they they can stay. They're not going down. You know, but again, in a, in a year, are we talking, you know, they're fighting to keep 2.0 every week. Right. That's, that's kind of what's going on. You know, or, or are we talking in five years and, you know, it's, you know, uh, a 0.5 is strong. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. The goalposts keep moving. Um, and speaking of which, the XFL, a week two, ratings down about. 35% from the opening weekend, 34% actually. Uh, that does factor in FS1, which is 
it was on FS1 this week, last week. That game was on ESPN. FS1 is the weakest of the networks that the XFL airs on. But um, if you did an apples to apples, the, the ABC game from the first ABC game on Saturday from week one to the first ABC game on Saturday week two was down 35%. It went from 3.3 million to 2.15 million. Um, it's too early to say these, the ratings actually still are pretty good. Um, it's just how much farther do they keep falling? Where do they, you know, level off? And that's the big key is where they level off. Yeah. And it just got a, the, the drop was expected. You know, the, yeah. I think a lot of people are, are, really enjoying the the presentation of this and from what i've seen it's i i, I think there is potential for this if they but again the ratings are gonna you got to see that over a period of time um we may not be able to look at that until we're you have the season over with and have an average and you see you know coming back for a second season and, and then you got to wait and see what they do the second season and see if the interest climbs and or if this if this is one of those things where it just keeps going lower and lower and you know, because that's what the first time they did it, it just got going lower and lower, right? Right. So, yeah, you know, yeah. It, I mean, it it collapsed. Yeah. Uh, it went. It dropped fifty percent in the first week on NBC. So it's a uh, lot better than that. <laughs> Do you think the eight, the eight teams hurts it because you don't have that many markets? So as someone in Denver, you, you you don't care about the New York Guardians. There's nothing. It's not like you grew up a a Guardians fan yeah. to tie you in. It's definitely tougher. You know, that's the whole the whole thing they're doing is is extremely. It's a difficult thing because you're going up against the NFL, which is so established and so large and has such a a, a dominance. You know, just is so strong throughout all the United States, worldwide. Yeah. And it's, I don't know, man. I, I, I is they they clearly had the, from their research feel that. Res, or, uh, NFL fans, football fans want uh, an off-season product, and they felt strong enough to where he decided to to go in on this again and and try to redo this. And he's definitely made positive changes across the board. It, it, you're starting a new business venture. I I can't even who God knows how much money this cost, how much he has invested in this. You know, it, doubling it and putting sixteen teams. You know. That that makes it it doubles your expenses essentially or, or close to it. It's right. we're talking yeah. a lot of money here. So and, and this is kind of I think that it's just they're going to see how this goes, and then I'm sure there will be expansion into next season. I'm sure they'll do ten or twelve teams if they can. I don't know. It, yeah. it, it's not easy. It, there's no. There's no. This is the. But Vince obviously wants a challenge. I think wrestling. He's probably zapped out on as far as. The business model he's he has it set up the way that he wants it set up. I'm sure it doesn't really do much for him at this point. It's other than just bringing in revenue, and he needs a new challenge. And this is what this is to him. Yeah, um, Shelton Benjamin uh, revealed this week that he resigned, yeah. signed a new multi-year deal with WWE. Uh, you, you're seeing a bunch of people resigning uh, during that same interview. Talk about how frustrated he is in the company. Uh, he'd like to be doing more. It's kind of the sign of the times where even if they're not going to use you, they'll give you a good deal just to, to stay. Yeah. I would, man, you know, I, I would, I really, he, he's so talented and I think he he's done so he's done well at every point that he's been there. I loved him when I was younger, early on with, when part of team angle and mm -hmm. with him and Haas. And I think there's, you know, I, I looked with him and Brock have great chemistry 
I, I really think that there's, and if you want to take Brock so figured into that title and being in that just that role, you know, I, I would love to see a, a six eight month run with him and Shelton tag team and let back you know, like, but Brock would have to be there. I don't know how often he could be there, and I think that would be. Uh, a very entertaining. I think it would allow Brock to be a much different uh, character on TV, even, uh, and then maybe break that off into a into a feud of some sort. Hell, I would like to see. I think Shelton and MVP together would be very entertaining if they had an MVPs back. And obviously, I know he's going to be a producer, but I think that would be a great way to have another tag team with two guys that are entertaining, that are that are really talented in the ring. Um, it's just they sign guys to keep them on board. You know, at the end of the day, all I hope is, you know, he's healthy and he's he's making great money, saving his money, obviously. And uh, I'm sure he's going to have – he's a guy I honestly could see being a producer there as well after. So, Yeah. Yeah. And MVP, he did confirm uh, that he is a producer now with the company. And, you know, it, uh, he did very well on TV as well. So they're using him more and more on TV. And, great character, uh, man. I, I came up from Deep South Wrestling with him. He's always stood out to me as far – he's always had a presence about him and – He's another guy I thought, especially early on working with Benoit in those matches and, and with Finley and guys, I, I really, you know, he was a guy that was you know, like a U.S. title guy at that level. And I always thought there was there was more room for him to go, when, especially during when he was in his prime in WWE. Obviously now, I think being older and it's, he, he's such a, he has a strong on-air presence still, his character, where he could be used in, in a diversified way not always wrestling so he's great i like him and mv uh drew in the ring man i i like mvp a lot yeah um also this year with the hall of fame we actually wrestling inc exclusively learned that jbl is one of the names uh that yeah i believe it's finalized otherwise it's uh, I'm, I'm pretty sure it's finalized that he'll be going in i don't know if it says him as a singles or with Ron Simmons as the APA, but JBL is one of the names. Also the British Bulldog is reportedly set to go in. Um, they have announced NWO, uh, Batista, and then a couple other names that they haven't announced that are expected to go in are the Bella Twins and Jushin Thunder Liger, who has wrestled one match on NXT, but as we've seen in the past, it's not necessarily a WWE Hall of Fame as there have yeah. been other NWA guys in. So that, that's a lot of names this year, I feel like, especially... Um... That's interesting. I wonder. So you got um, British Bulldog. We got what you got. Batista. You said and NWO. Yeah, Batista and the NWO. They've been announced already. And then what was the other? Uh, and then JBL. So I wonder the the who they're. That'll be a very interesting. Uh, who who gets main event? Is it Batista or NWO? I, yeah, I would think if if I'm calling it, I would say Batista, since all those other guys already have been in the Hall of Fame. I agree. This is all their second second induction. But it all comes down to who your buddies right. with. That's <laughs> uh, Batista's friends with both. Yeah, yeah, yeah no, both. but it's uh, a <laughs> man. Nash is a hell. Of, not, I, I, right. I, I, I'm putting my money on Nash. <laughs> they, he went in over Macho Man that year. Yeah, Macho Man wasn't the main event. So uh, I. Ooh, that's a tough one. I don't know. I might say NWO main event set, but I, I, I that won't be shocked. It'll probably be Batista. I mean, the NWO did have the bigger influence on the business. Obviously, no, yeah. No, that's what I'm saying. That's a tough, like, right. a lot of names there with guys. And it's not all of it's just who – you go in, you go in. It's all made up with that. Yeah. Just It's the uh, – yeah, man. No, JBL. I always – man, he's hell of a career in WWE. Big, believable bruiser in the ring. Loved his clothesline from hell. It's 
he he reinvented himself after you know and being multiple different characters and I remember coming up uh, through Tough Enough and see that when he was the man on SmackDown, he had the title and and they had or um Orlando um what's the guy's name Jordan had him with the cabinet yep. with him and the the Basham brothers and Jason Jordan yeah I mean oh, Orlando Jordan Orlando sorry. Jordan yeah and they had uh that he was I remember he was getting um getting his that he was the man during that period and it was crazy looking I remember thinking how elaborate everything was being so new to the business at that point and we actually funny story at a bar they made us drink with uh at the hotel bar during tough enough and Bradshaw got loaded fucking <laughs> wasted which is not a surprise and uh I don't think we if we drank I didn't drink or if I was drinking I didn't drive but it ended up me and Daniel Pewter got designated to take JBL back to his hotel and like JBL just had the title he was sitting in the passenger seat I think Pewter was driving I think I was in the back and John's just talking the whole way just just it was it was pretty funny <laughs> that was my memory that was one of my first memories of him though and he was great yeah. he was a nice guy you hear all these stories he couldn't have been any nicer so not to say yeah. that I'm sure he he had his moments but uh it, it, he 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 was more than polite to me and Pewter so yeah, and you talk about someone who has just uh, had so many characters in the company to make it to the the world title. Uh, it's pretty wild. Yeah, and because he was not not a never working on top for the majority of his career. Right, and he then, was with Uncle Zeb at the beginning with the long hair. Then yeah. he was a blackjack, and then APA. Um, you know, and which is crazy, and too, which people don't understand why people change characters. But I can tell you, I remember as a kid, and I watched, and I and. But I, he was a guy I didn't pay a lot of attention to that when he had reinvented himself in the APA, I didn't even realize for a bit that he was the other guy that I'd seen. In, like Because I'm watching as a kid, it wasn't is And now maybe kids watching, it, information's a little more out there, but the internet wasn't around back then either. So, yeah. But that's where reinventing yourself can really, you know, work wonders. All right. Uh, the final thing, this was kind of a big story this week, is Val Venus was uh, going hard at AEW for putting the the women's title on Nyla Rose. Uh, Cody uh, was not happy on a media call that we were on uh, this week. He basically called Val Venus the disco inferno of WWE, saying he doesn't know who he is anymore, and basically said, you know, he's not going to give Val Venus any oxygen when it comes to talking about Nyla, but he will never book Val Venus and any place around him uh, when they're in town uh, won't book Val. So, um, yeah. I don't know what, uh, it's unfortunate. And I, and I don't know, I saw something that he'd said, Val, I know too, is, is he's jumped on. I had to, I think he's blocked on my accounts. I don't, I'd met him years ago. He came with his daughter to an event, um, a WWE event. And was super nice and got pictures, wanted pictures with me and his daughter and him. And couldn't it have been, it was very pleasant. And then after I left WWE, he just started going off on me and over things and a big steroid muscle head dummy. And I'm just stupid things. I'm like, what the fuck? Like, that's one thing you got to be careful with in the business, how you talk about the other talent. And, and right. I get, and being and like, I try to always do my best and keep an open mind on all this stuff and not. Even when you give your opinions, you still don't want to be like, well, they fucking suck. It's like the, the Keith Lee and, and, and Donovan. Like, I don't agree with that, but I appreciate their athleticism and they're great talents and they're hardworking. And it's not right, they're it's very not new. Personal. And they have time to figure that out, hopefully, still. It's never like these guys suck and they're the worst. And it's just me explaining that from right. my point of view. And I think something like that, everyone is obviously going to have their different personal feelings on the Nyla Rose stuff. I'm like, 
man, she's a heel. I, I think and I think it would be fantastic for them to play that up even and let her rub that in people's faces in a way. I'm more of a woman than any of you. Whatever. Like get people more mad over it. Because it's clearly there's something there that is bothering people to some some people. So let be the ultimate heel and rub that in their faces and remind them every week. Remind them. Make Val so goddamn pissed off that he can't shut his mouth. He's obsessed with an angle. And or so it, it, it to me it's you know, and I know there's mixed feelings on it in real sports and things of that. And again, it's a very sensitive subject and it's tough. And But I'm thinking it's pro wrestling at the end of the day. It's acting. She's right. playing a part. And I have no problem with it. It's not, if people, my thing is, if people are getting angry over it, make them angrier over it. And because you're going to have people that watch it, it's going to make it even bigger and more entertaining. Get mainstream media attention with it. And Cody, perfect answer, and I agree. I, I like. I've had disco. I like disco, and I. But I'm not familiar with everything disco has said or him and Cody. Whatever they have issues, that's none of my business on that. On that things, I can tell Cody though is is very passionate about all this, and there's he's the one putting in all the effort and the work of starting a promotion and giving helping guys and working with these other guys and Tony of giving the the wrestlers another option, a place to go. You don't want to burn your bridges at any. You really don't, ultimately, for no reason like that. It's, and I don't know. Val, yeah. Val's an opinionated guy. I don't, and I have nothing. I like, I met him before. He was a nice guy when I met him. I've just seen he's tends to say he's, like, he he's nothing but insulted me since I left. And I'm like, why, why? There's no, there's no valid reason for it. And again, with something like this, and, um, I don't know. Just you got to be careful with judgment, man. It, it's a powerful thing, and it's with what AEW is doing in, in having you know they're trying to to kind of break some walls down with things, and and I appreciate it. It's not again. It's I don't want to see women wrestling men as far as in, for world heavyweight championships and that thing. And and again, that's just my opinion on it. And I'm sure, eventually there will. It's going to happen probably at some point more, but I don't know. Yeah. I think there's. I think they have something with it, though, personally. And I think she, hearing her on her promo last week, I think I really think they should incorporate some element or that where she's not maybe necessarily saying that, but dropping hints uh, or rubbing it in. Like, I really think that would get people even more pissed off. That's getting heat. Yeah. So, job well done by her. She's generating a reaction. So, yeah. she she cut a, a hell of a promo on Dynamite last week as well. Yep. So, um, and I think you give her more attention. Like if that's something that's bothering people, they're going to keep watching because they're, they're, they're like, they're bothered. They're triggered by it. Like, so it's, uh, and that that's being the ultimate heel that when finally one of those baby face women finally can dethrone her, I mean, keep that title on her for a fucking year. Right. <laughs> really? It will, it yeah. will, it's, that's, that's called working people. That's great. Yeah. yeah. Uh, well, we're in the midst of uh, the busy seasons. We got uh, Super Showdown coming up, Elimination Chamber, AEW Revolution, then WrestleMania, of course. Uh, so it's going to be jam packed. So, but thanks as always for having me on. Likewise, can't wait. If we got another Saudi story of the boys, I, I heard they made a <laughs> pact of everything. They're uh, they go together, they stay together. If they get left behind, I'm, so the fact that that's even an option at this point, I'm like Jesus. <laughs> Right, <laughs> right. I'm on the first flight out of there, guys. Regardless, fuck everyone. <laughs> Just sneak out. <laughs> Anything, uh, Rod? You want to go ahead to plug this week? 
Uh, yeah, just keep checking out wrestling.com. We have more content that we know what to do with right now. There's so much going on. We got uh, new interviews with, uh, with the former Bull Dempsey, uh, Ace Austin. Uh, we got the Cody Rhodes media call, the Triple H media call, uh, all sorts of stuff. Uh, Tamatonga. So check out wrestling.com. Good deal. And I got Adam Rose on this week on Conversation with the Big Guy Ryback. That will drop on Thursday. Guys, thank you very much for listening. Feed me more. Feed me more. May you rest in peace. Awesome! Yes! 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 Hulk of Media is running wild. Yeah. I said give me a hell yeah. Ha <laughs> ha. Shooting place. Wrestling report.